0: Before I tell you what I'm going to talk about, I have a question for you. What's something that you do every single day, possibly thousand times a day, without even realizing that you do it? Eat. Eat. Oh, boy. <laughs> Breathe. What about thinking? Thinking. Think about that. You do it. Every single day, all the time, and sometimes you don't even realize that you're doing it. Well, today, I'm going to help you to think about what you're thinking about, to think about what it is that you spend your time thinking about. If you have your Bibles, would you turn to Genesis chapter 3? In Genesis chapter 3, we're going to read verses 1 to 13. And if you're able to, would you stand, please? Genesis chapter 3, starting at verse 1, says this. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman... Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't. The serpent replied to the woman, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw the tree was beautiful and its fruits looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breeze were blowing, the man and his wife heard heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, "'Where are you?' He replied, "'I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid.'" I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked, the Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied, that's why I ate it. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, indeed, we thank you for another day that we could be in your presence in your house to worship you, Lord, and to hear from you. And God, indeed, we pray that you would open up our minds, that you would continue to help us, Lord, to think about what it is that we're thinking about. God, may you indeed speak to us through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Feel free to be seated. So today, this is going to be a little bit interactive, and so I have three volunteers who are going to come up, and so you can, yeah, come on up. They know who they are, my three volunteers, and so today's not the day to take a nap in church. You can do that this afternoon, all right? (laughs) All right, so my volunteers are coming up. When we think about what we think about, it's important to understand there are so many things that we can possibly think about, right? Right? Right. There are so many things, so many possibilities. So I'm going to get you to just spread out across the platform. So these are my three volunteers. And I'm going to take a moment to introduce you to each one of them. So this is also an opportunity for you to meet them. Over here, to your left, is the lovely Erica Wong, yes. And right here in the middle is the lovely Miss Anita Hunt. And then over here is my brother, Mark. (laughs) All right, so they're each gonna get, okay. Okay. Your words, the handsome Mark. All right, all right. So these three volunteers—they don't know each other. They're not related to each other in any way. But I'm going to give them a topic. Okay, we're—we're we're gonna go quickly. We're not gonna spend a lot of time. I'm gonna give them a topic, and they're just gonna write down whatever comes to mind about that topic. Okay. So I'm gonna tell you Rosewood Church. So. Whatever comes to your mind right now as you hear Rosewood Church, just write it down on that sticky note, okay? And you can think about that, too. So whatever comes to mind, you think about that. Rosewood Church. All right. Okay, next thing. Whatever comes to mind when you hear, so you can use another sticky note, okay, first thing, it doesn't have to be a long thought, one thing, you know. Miss Anita, you're making me nervous writing so much there. Okay. So just first thing that comes to mind. Okay, next thing. What comes to mind when you hear Pastor Lisa? Oh, that's a a dangerous one. (laughs) All right. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, and next one. Okay, next sticky note. That's okay, just... It's OK. OK, just a quick thought, whatever first comes to mind. OK, next one is what comes to mind when you think about summer? Summer, OK? So I'm sure you have thoughts in your head as well as I've said those things. All right. Chris I'm, or Anthony, I'm just going to use this one here. OK, all right. So Erica, can we go? Are you done? OK, so let's go to Erica first. So, you can take your mask off as you speak here. So, Erica, what was the first thing that came to mind when you heard Rosewood Church? I think of friends, family. Okay, okay. friends and family. All right. Okay, Miss Anita, what came to mind when you heard Rosewood Church? Well, I thought of what a lovely um, group of Christian people who are caring and loving. And just supportive okay okay good mark what came to mind when you heard that my sister okay okay honest answer all right okay okay next one what came to mind when you heard pastor Lisa bossy bossy okay all right well somebody has to be the boss right okay so Miss Anita, to make it short. Okay, what came to mind when you heard Pastor Lisa? What a lovely Christian woman you are. Oh, that's a very nice. Thank you. Thank you. And Erica, beautiful dresser. All right, thank you. Okay, so three different things. Okay, last thing. What came to mind when I said summer? Hot, sun, fun, picnic. Okay, hot, <laughs> sun, fun, picnic. All right. Excellent. Miss Anita, what came to your mind when you heard summer? Oh, it's time to let loose and enjoy myself. Oh, let loose and enjoy, okay. And Mark? Vacation. Vacation, all right. Thank you very much, the three of you. Thank you for your help. Feel free to, you can just leave them on the front, on the chair in the front. Yeah, thank you so much. Give them a round of applause, all right. Did any of you have any of the same thoughts that the three individuals had? Any of the same thoughts? Maybe similar, right? Did any of you have the exact same thought in the exact same order, the exact same wording? Oh, there's one back there. Okay, all right, maybe a couple of you. Okay, so there's a couple. But for most people, you you didn't didn't have the exact same, but you had similar, right? You see, when we we think about our thoughts, there are so many thoughts that come to mind every single day. And there are so many thoughts that we could possibly think of. And if we don't um, put our thoughts in some sort of order, they'll go all over the place, Right, Because if I ask these individuals, which I originally was going to ask them, what are you thinking right now? What are you thinking right now? And I thought, you know, there could be a variety of answers here, right? But I figured if I give them a specific topic, it helps to to put them in a bit more order and a more focus, right? Because we have no idea what they'd be thinking right now. Our thoughts are very important because they define who we are and they make up who we are. And the chances of others having the exact same thought are slim. It's not impossible, but they are slim because there are so many thoughts for us to think about. Now, here's a question. Have you ever thought about where your thoughts come from? Where do your thoughts come from? You know, the obvious you know, answer that people would want to give is your head, right? But, but where did they originally come from? All right, well, what's under this? <laughs> if you think about this machine right here that I have, all right? This is a, a machine. It's a dispenser. I don't know. Have you ever seen one of these? No? Okay, so it's, it's a dispenser. It dispenses food. Dispenses food, okay? So if you think about this dispenser um, here as your mind, okay? So we're going to think about it as our mind, and right now it's empty. There's, there's nothing in, in this dispenser. It's our mind. So we see here at the very beginning of the story that Adam and Eve were created by God, and God had full fellowship with them. God had given them specific instructions about what they should do and what they shouldn't do, right? All right. So in other words, God had filled their mind with his instructions. And these gumballs here are going to represent the thoughts that God gave them. God told them specific things. And because they had those specific instructions, they are thoughts in their mind. Is this making sense? you following me so far? All right. So God gave them specific instructions, specific thoughts, and so their mind was filled with thoughts from God, right? So right now in the dispenser, we have thoughts from God, okay? So that's what they knew. Adam and Eve knew those thoughts from God. Then all of a sudden, the serpent shows up. And what does he do? Well, he comes and he puts new thoughts in their mind right? Thoughts that weren't there before. And so he starts questioning and asking and and telling them other things. And so he starts to ask Eve, you know, did God really say that? Did God really say, no, you're not going to die. He just doesn't want you to be like him. He doesn't want you to have the same knowledge, the same understanding, the same wisdom. And so he starts to put new thoughts in her mind that she never thought before. Right, So now we have thoughts from the serpent here. Thoughts from the devil now go into the same dispenser. They go into the same mind because this dispenser represents our mind. right? So now those thoughts are now mixed up with the thoughts that God had originally given them. Is this making sense so far? All right. So in the dispenser here, do you see how they're all mixed together? So the thoughts that originally they had from God now became all mixed up with thoughts that now the serpent had put into their mind. And so it's all together, mixed together. You see, this serpent put thoughts that were never there in the first place for them to go against God's thinking. Have you ever heard of lickable wallpaper? Have you ever heard of lickable wallpaper? I think we have a picture of it on the screen. All right. So that's lickable wallpaper. And it pretty much explains itself. Okay. So these are probably things you never really heard of. Have you ever heard of a pink lake in Australia? Maybe some of you. Others of you probably haven't. Pink lake in Australia. It's a bubblegum pink um, shade, and it's a lake in Australia, right? Have you ever heard of a space cloud that smells like rum? <laughs> Apparently, it's a real thing. Space cloud that smells like rum. How they know that it smells like that? I don't know, but Google told me, so I believe it, right? <laughs> uh, have you ever heard? Have you ever heard of a fish that looks like they're wearing lipstick? Right there. You haven't heard of it, but you see it there right now. You see, you can't think about something that you know nothing about. You can't think about something that you didn't know exists, that you didn't know was um, a thing, that you didn't know was uh, around or possible. You can't think about something unless you know about it. The serpent put a thought in Eve's mind that she didn't think of. The serpent put a thought in Eve's mind that she had no idea even exists. And then in turn, after he put it in her mind, she put it in Adam's mind. And do you see how the chain just keeps going on and on? Just like thoughts and information we have today in our mind, someone had to put it there. We had to get it from somewhere. The thoughts that you have, the knowledge and information that you have in your mind right now had to come from somewhere, right? Whether it was your parents teaching you, whether it was something you learned in school, whether it's something you saw or heard or experienced for yourself, it had to come from somewhere in order for you to have it today. How do you know that you need to wash your hands after you use the bathroom? How do you know where babies come from? How do you know that grass is green and snow is white? You see, through the things that we experience, the things that we see, the things that we um, go on in our mind, whether we see it, we hear it, we experience it in different ways, those are the ways that thoughts come in into our mind. Our thoughts come as a result of the things we see, hear, learn, and experience. And there are times, just like how Eve experienced, that our thoughts can be manipulated. Have you ever been watching TV, and all of a sudden, a McDonald's commercial comes on? And you weren't hungry before this, but then you see this juicy Big Mac, come on the screen, right, and you start to think, when was the last time I had a Big Mac, you know, or, you know, wow, that looks really good, or it could be, ew, that does not look good at all, but the bottom line is that you start to think about what you just saw, right, whether it's positive thoughts or whether it's negative thoughts, you start to think about it, Have you ever been in conversation with someone and they bring up a memory or they bring up um, an experience that happened and you say to yourself or you say to them, you know, geez, I haven't thought about that in ages or I haven't thought about that in so long or I forgot about that or I forgot that that happened. You see, what is happening is you know that that happened, you know that information, but it's been pushed to the back of your mind. And by someone bringing it to the forefront of your mind, they're bringing it to mind for you to remember it, for you to think about it, for you to focus on it. Why do you think companies spend so much money on advertisement? It's so that you would be able to see it and think about their product, think about their service. You see, the more we see and the more we think about things, the more they stay in the forefront of our mind. What is it that you've been thinking about? What is it that's in the forefront of your mind? Are they thoughts about things of this world? Are they thoughts about God and eternal things? You see, what we think about and what we constantly allow to dwell in our minds and at the forefront of our minds is what we focus on the most, And it's so important that we train ourselves to make sure that the things that are in our mind are things that are pleasing to God. You see, the things that we see and experience often become things that become normal to us. So, for example, if you grew up seeing your mother and father always hugging and holding hands and showing love and affection, that becomes to you what a normal relationship is, right? Because that's what you saw. But on the contrary, on the other hand, if you grew up seeing Abuse in your home if you constantly experience yelling and screaming swearing and disrespecting to you That's what normal looks like Because that's the things that you experience you see that's why it is so important that we guard our hearts and our minds and For you who are parents guardians grandparents. I want you to understand this. I'm not a parent but It doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that children are so impressionable and the things that they see, the things that they hear, the things that go on around them, they often begin to copy that behavior. They copy what you say. They copy what you do. They really start to see this is how things should be because they don't know otherwise. So what you do and what you train them to do becomes normal. And so it's important that you help to guard their thinking, guard their minds. The kind of shows and movies that you allow them to watch is very important because that's what's going to be in their mind. The kind of um, video games or the amount of video games that you allow them to play, that is what's going to be in their mind. The type of conversations that you have around your children or grandchildren is very important because they hear those things and it gets ingrained in their mind. The amount of time that you allow them to spend on the internet and social media, the type of friends and influences that you allow to have around them. You see, all of these things start to mold who they are and to shape their thinking. And if you're not investing and giving them good things to think about from an early age, And if you're not helping them to learn, especially biblical principles, and help them to establish good habits, and help them to understand things that are right and that are of God, then you allow everything else and everyone else to teach them otherwise. Because if you don't take the time to train them, guess what? School will, (laughs) friends will. The internet will. Everyone else will have input into their lives and their thinking. And how we think is important. You know, I I, I put this in here. I don't know if I should say it, but we like to believe that everyone has good intentions. Right? And for most people, they do. And sometimes I think we we can believe that, you know, everyone wants the best. They have, you know, the best intentions. But the reality is, and I'm just going to speak this straight, the reality is that there are some really messed up people in this world. And the reason that they're messed up is because they have allowed their mind and their judgment to be clouded. They have allowed... Evil to take over and now I want you to understand something Mental illness is a real thing. Okay, and you you hear more and more about it But I think and I feel you can disagree with me But I think and I feel that we have begun to make too many excuses and have labeled things just mental illness When what it is is evil in this world Because there are people who, yes, they, they may have mental illness, but it's because of evil that they do what they do. Fathers who rape their daughters, people who engage in pedophilia, necrophilia, women who would abandon their baby in a dumpster. This is not just mental illnesses. My friends, this is evil going on in our world. <laughs> and it starts with our mind and how we think. You see, everything, our actions come from our thoughts because it starts with a thought in our mind, and those thoughts become feelings. I think about something that someone said about me, and I get angry. It becomes feelings, right? And and, and those feelings then become actions, and and I'm angry because of what that person said, so now I'm going to do something to them to get even. You see how it's a vicious cycle. And if we don't stop it right where it starts, then it just keeps going. And it is important that we learn to deal with those things. And we pray for people in our world and that we are discerning of what's going on around us. And I want you to understand that it's not that, you know, everyone's evil around us. But there is evil in our world and it is a real thing. And we cannot be ignorant to it. By Eve listening and entertaining what the serpent said, she was allowing herself to be deceived. She was allowing herself to listen to lies when God had already spoken truth to her. And so now not only did she know and have in her mind what God had already told her, but she now had these lies and and this deception that Satan had put into her mind. That's why we need to guard our minds, and our hearts. There are many misguided thoughts, many misguided and false thoughts, and it's important that we look to God's word and look to him in order for us to understand what is of him and what isn't, because any thought that is contrary to God's word and nature is not from him any thought that goes against what God's word teaches and truth, any thought that goes against God's nature and who he is is not from him. And so going back to where our thoughts come from, two sources originally, good and evil, God and Satan, and it just gets passed down. You know what you know because someone taught you, and someone taught them, and someone taught them, and someone thought it all starts somewhere, right? Where does it start? God has created everything in this world, and it is through everything that he reveals himself to us. I had this thought last week, and I want you to understand how beautiful it is that God loves us so much that he has tried every single means and method possible to reveal himself to you. To reveal himself to this world in every single way possible. You look at the beauty and the majesty of nature and it shouts and it proclaims God's greatness. You look at the intricacy and the complexity of the human body and it proclaims God's majesty and his power and his ability. If you look at the mystery and the marvel of space and our universe and how big and vast it is, we can see God's handiwork. When you look at the different vast array of animals and species that are on this planet, some that still have not even been identified yet, especially in the ocean and the deep ocean and how far it goes down that still has been undiscovered, you see God's creativity. You see, God has tried every single way to reveal himself to us in creation, in every single thing that he has made. He loves us so much that when we look at this, I believe it takes more faith to believe that there's no God than to accept that there must be a divine creator. There is no excuse. God has given us a piece of himself in every single thing that he has made. In Romans chapter 1 verse uh, 18 onwards, it says, But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God he has revealed himself to us in everything that we can see something and think about God so that we can see his creation and think about him you know what grieves God is when we worship his creation and not him when we give glory to the things that he has created and we worship those things and we make them our idol and and He's standing there, and he's saying, I'm the one who made it. I'm the one who created it. I'm the one who should get the credit because he wants us to worship him. So even though Eve was given false information, she had the ability to think about what it is that she heard. And she, she had the ability to think about it and to tell herself, this wasn't from God. This wasn't what God told me, but she didn't. She didn't. She didn't think like that. You see, it's important that we are able to distinguish truth from lies. Truth from what is false. So how can we do this? How can we train ourselves and train our minds to distinguish what is false and what isn't? So here we go. So here, these are just some of the things I thought of. There, there are probably more. There is more. But take your time when you're thinking about things. Take your time. You know, if someone is trying to rush you into making a decision, if someone is trying to force you to, to make a decision and you're not sure, you're not ready for, chances are it's probably a bad deal, right? Take your time to think about things. Oftentimes, when there's scams, when there's bad deals, they, people want it to be rushed. They want you to do it right away. They don't want you to take your time and think about it because if you think about it, then you start to see this doesn't really make sense. This is not really a good deal. Don't let people rush you into making a decision or to try to get you to do something. Take your time and think about things. Think critically about the factors before doing something, before jumping in. So not only are you taking your time, but you're using critical thinking skills to think about it. So you're asking yourself, if I want to buy this, first of all, can I afford it? Do I have the money to buy it? What am I going to use it for? Where am I going to store it when I'm not using it? You need to think critically about things. Double check facts. Don't just take someone's word for it. If they say, you know, this is this or this is that. Double check your facts. That way you can see for yourself and know for yourself. If you don't know, ask someone that you trust. For advice. Ask them for help. Ask them what they think about it. Ask for wisdom. Go to the Word of God and see if this aligns with God's Word. You see, it's important that we take our time to think about things and we think about things very carefully. You know, we probably don't give this person enough credit, but one person that really takes their time to think about things is Pastor Nick. He really takes his time to think about things. And, and Pastor Nick, I want to commend you because this man loves to learn, okay? He, he loves to learn. He loves knowledge. He loves understanding things. And I really want to commend him because he really tries hard to think carefully about things. And, and whether you, you realize this or not, he often makes sense, often, not always, but often makes sense about what he's saying because there's a reason why. And so, com- Pastor Nick, I want to commend you for your th- critical thinking skills and the fact that we are blessed to have a leader who thinks very, very carefully and critically. So we have to be careful about how we think And and what we are thinking about. And it's important that we realize that not all information that we receive is reliable. And so we need to go to God and ask him. We need to ask God's Holy Spirit to give us wisdom and guidance. You see, without the Holy Spirit leading our thoughts, they will easily go astray. Without the Holy Spirit leading us and helping us, Eve allowed her thoughts to go astray. She allowed herself to start to wonder and think about the things that Satan had told her, leading her to sin. And it's important that we take control of our thoughts. And how do we do that? Well, it's important to meditate on the word of God. Meditate on God's word, study God's word, learn it. We also need to memorize scripture. My friends, this is not just something that you did when you were a child in Sunday school. It is something that we all need to do to memorize God's word, to hide his word in our heart so that we will not sin against him. Because when we meditate on God's word, when we're filling our mind with God's word, when God's word is the focus and at the forefront of our thoughts every single day, when we start our day, when we end our day, through our day, then we don't have time to think about lies and deception. We don't have time to allow Satan to come in and fill it with anything else. Meditate on his word. Memorize scripture. Watch what you feed your mind with. Watch what you allow to feed your mind with. Get rid of bad thoughts right away. As soon as they come, get rid of them. Ask the Lord to help you change your thinking, to change your mind, to get rid of those thoughts because as I said, the more we dwell on those thoughts is the more they become feeling and then that feeling in turn becomes action And we need to get rid of them right away when we know that they're not of God. Don't dwell on temptations. Be careful who you listen to and take advice from. Be careful. Be careful who you listen to and you're taking advice from. Make sure that they are people who have your best interest at heart. Make sure that they are godly and wise people. Make sure that they know what they're talking about. You see... For example, if you're trying to take financial advice from someone who is head over heels in debt, maybe that's not the best advice, right? It's important that you look at who you're taking advice from and that they know what they're talking about. But most of all, it is important to take control of our thoughts, that we depend on the Holy Spirit to help us, that we depend on God's Spirit to help us. When we are of the same mind and spirit, we begin to start thinking similarly. When we are of the same mind and spirit, you've probably seen this, but many times in Bible study, someone's saying something and somebody else wants to say something and then they end up saying, you know what, that's okay. I was gonna say the same thing that that person just said, right? Or, or you, you say to yourself, "You know, I've had people say to me, You know, what you preached or what Pastor Nick preached, we were just talking about that yesterday. Or or we were just talking about that last week or in our small group or in our Bible study. Or I was just thinking about that, you know, the, the other day. Or that just came to mind. You see, what that means, it's not a coincidence that we were all thinking or saying the same thing. That's what it means to be of the same mind and spirit When we are bonded together as the body of Christ and the Lord is speaking, how do we know he's speaking? Because oftentimes God's not just going to give one person that message. He's going to confirm it in different ways. And so we know when God is speaking, when he's giving the same message to many people. And that's what it means to be of the same mind and spirit. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You've heard this before, but it is important that you realize that not only what you think is important, but how you think is just as important. You see, when you are going through a difficult time in your life, when things seem to be going wrong, when things are, are wrong with your family and your health, your finances and your job, you know, you think about those things, but how do you think about those things? Do, do you think about them in the sense of God's left me, God's abandoned me, God doesn't care, God doesn't love me, or this is happening because of this, or because of that person, or because of this, or are you asking God to help you to change the way you think, to help you depend on his Holy Spirit, to help you to see the reason that this may be happening, to help you to learn from this experience, to ask, is there any truth in what that person just said? Ask the Lord to help you and ask the Lord to change the way you think. You see, God doesn't want us to just copy the behaviors that we see in this world, but he wants us to follow after him, to copy the behaviors that we see him do, to imitate Christ. And by renewing our minds, it means resetting our minds. It means allowing those changes to take effect. It means allowing us to start thinking the way God wants us to think. Many of you know a lot of songs, I'm sure, and here's just a quick, uh, it's going to be a very quick game, but I'm going to give you a line of a song, and you're going to give me the last two words of it, okay? Do you understand? Okay, let's go to the first one real quick. You ain't nothing but a hound dog crying all the time, right? (laughs) The time, you're right. Okay, so you got it now? So you just yell it out when you know it, okay? Okay, next one. Speaking words of wisdom, let... Are they right? Let it be, that's right. Okay. Mama said there'll be days like this. That's right. Next one. Country roads take me home to the place I belong. And last one, everybody in the whole cell block was dancing to the jailhouse rock. rock. How many of you knew all of those, or almost all of them? And here, I thought you only listened to Christian music. (laughs) All right. You see, the same way, and and we just did that because it's just something fun for you to do. But also, it's also to illustrate You know, you probably haven't listened to those songs in a while, right? But somehow, you still knew the lyrics to it. You see, the more that we listen to something, the more that we commit it to memory, it's there, whether we're thinking about it every single day or not, and when we need it, it comes to mind. That's why it's so important that we meditate, that we memorize, that we repeat God's word, because when we need it, it'll be there to meditate it, commit it to memory, the same way you know those lyrics, the same way God's word needs to be ingrained in our minds, same way we need to think about that. What do you spend most of your time thinking about? What consumes your thought? Because here's what God says. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, he says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about all things that are excellent and worthy of praise. That is what we should fix our mind and thoughts on. You see, my friends, as countless thoughts cross your mind each and every day, may you start to think about what it is that you are thinking about and make sure that your thoughts are pleasing to God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you, Lord, for your word that teaches us truth. We thank you that we can look to you and know that, God, you are not a man that should lie but we can take you at your word and trust you. And so, God, we ask that you would help us, that you would help us to remove any thoughts in our minds that are not pleasing to you, that you would help us to remove thoughts, God, that are dishonoring, that are sinful, that are are negative, and help us to fill our minds with things that are lovely, admirable, praiseworthy, holy, pure. Help us to fill our mind with things of you. I pray, God, for my brothers and sisters, that indeed you would help each and every one, and myself included, to constantly, God, to check our thoughts, to renew our mind, oh God, and to fill our thoughts with things that are of you. And so god we thank you and we pray that you would guard our minds that you would guard our hearts in all your ways that you would help us to meditate on your word and to memorize your word god and hide it in our hearts lord we thank you that we can trust you that we can trust your word that we know that there is no lie in you but we trust you and we take you at your word and so god we thank you for who you are We thank you for this day and for this time together, and we just pray your blessings on each one. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen.